Even though this is a presidential election, there are many more candidates on the ballot besides the president. So go to Ballot Ready for a nonpartisan guide to your entire ballot. From there, you can compare candidates based on the stances on issues, biography, or endorsements, and then save your choice to use when you vote by mail or in the voting booth. You can even request your absentee ballot or make a plan to vote early or on Election Day. This election matters. So make sure you are ready and you vote and you vote informed. So visit go to ballot.org, enter your address to make sure that you vote and vote informed. Welcome to the second segment of Politics and Brown Liquor, the PBL podcast. I'm here with my trusted canine, Woody. Woody, how you doing? Wolf. And of course, Woody says, if he could talk, this is what he would say. Get over there on our, did you know Woody has a Southern accent? He was born in Georgia, y'all. Get over there on our website and click on that YouTube link and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. That is a horrible Southern accent, Woody. You're German. Stop it. Anyway. Visit us on our website, thepblpodcast.com. Click on our YouTube link. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Again, all of our social media is over there as well. I do a lot on TikTok, and I know you guys don't like TikTok. Most people, oh, even leftists, will say, oh, no, it's the Chinese. And I'm on Twitter. You can engage with me on Twitter as well. But TikTok, if, you don't, if you're not comfortable getting a TikTok account and you want to see what I'm talking about, Get over on my YouTube channel. Be sure to subscribe. And I put all my TikTok videos up on there. They're like 60, 45, 60 second videos. And I have a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Again, we've had over a million views on our TikTok videos. And we're uh, about 11, over 11,000 uh, subscribers or followers. So if you are on TikTok, the PBL podcast is the handle. Check us out. All right. Let's talk about Jacob Blake. This is the guy that was shot up there in um, Minnesota. Right. And you saw the video. Most likely you've seen the video that everybody else has been circulating where you saw Jacob Blake come around the car and get in the car and the police shoot him seven times in the back. All right. Now, turns out he's not dead. He's paralyzed. But what you didn't see, if you haven't seen this video yet, and I'll put this in the show notes of the, for this segment, is you saw Jacob Blake and two police officers on the ground struggling. That's right. That's right. Another one of those cases. So the police show up because someone called for domestic dispute. Uh, Jacob Blake is there. He's got a restraining order against him. He's not even supposed to be there. He's got a warrant for his arrest uh, that was issued at 7-7-2020. He's got a huge rap sheet of resisting arrest, uh, 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 punching police officers, I believe, brandishing weapons. I mean, the guy brandished a gun at a bar. I mean, this is a bad dude. This is not a good actor. This is not somebody that we should be rioting over. And so anyway, you saw the video where Jacob Blake, and two officers are on the ground struggling. Bad idea, Mr. Blake. Uh, he gets up, walks away. They taser him. He keeps walking. He's got a knife in his hand, and he goes to get in his car. What are the police supposed to do? There's videos out there of, of, of people shooting police after they get in their car. I mean, what are the police supposed to do? They're in a bad neighborhood, which I'm I'm wondering why police are even going to go in these neighborhoods anymore. I mean, if that's how they're treated, why bother? I get it. You know, they're protecting citizens. It's their job. That's what most people say. But I can't fault them for not going into these neighborhoods if they don't go into these neighborhoods. But I'm sorry. Jacob Blake, you know, 
play stupid games, win stupid prizes. It's it's on him. This is his fault. The police didn't do anything wrong in this case. Now, what happened? Now riots, the city's burned. Two people are dead. Another people person is shot. This young All kid, right, 18-year-old, uh, allegedly kills two Twitter. people with a no, rifle. I haven't done this before. And so now let's he's see in how jail. This goes. Let's do this first time. I mean, I'm just going to bring up my Twitter account. Jacob we'll scroll Blake? through Twitter. Please. Heidi Loves Liberty, Liberty posted a tweet, Biden endorsed by U.S. Communist Party <laughs> and Richard Spencer, National Socialist. This is Democrat, CCP Party, wakey, wakey, freedom-loving Americans. And and Heidi is so right. This is the Democrats. They're supported by the communists and the white supremacists. <laughs> All right, here you go. Washington Examiner hasn't always been kind to Trump. Third night of the Republican National Convention was filled with impassioned defenses of law enforcement and celebrations of the military, calling them heroes under assault from the left while President Trump stands with them. you damn right. So Washington Examiner gets it right. First time in a long time. Hey, Tom Fenton's got something percolating, so watch this. He, this is from Tom Fenton's tweet, and uh, he runs um, uh, Judicial Watch. Huge smoking gun. Stroke authored fraudulent doc to open up unprecedented spy on Donald Trump. So Judicial Watch lawsuit uncovered this Obamagate smoking gun. Where is Durham, Durham they ask. So, yeah, Tom Fitton and Judicial Watch just does some amazing work. If you're on Twitter, follow Tom Fitton. He's also, by the way, on TikTok, so you can follow him there as well. Uh, this from, um, I'll see if I get that, uh, Rob JH1, uh, the conservative black. He says, I am black. We are not all the same. My mind is my own. Quote Daniel Cameron from Re the Republican National Committee. He's a Kentucky AG who spoke at the committee. The, the Republican National Committee, and his quote was, I am black. We are not all the same. My mind is my own. And he's speaking and was speaking directly, directly to Joe Biden. Um, this one's from Carrie Cruz on Twitter. Chinese human rights activists praise Trump who fights against forced abortions under China's one child policy, fled the U.S. and is a critic of the Obama administration, called China an enemy of humanity, causing death and social upheaval around the world with the pandemic. And he's absolutely right. So, and then uh, Dinesh D'Souza, if you're not following him on Twitter, please do. He puts up a picture. Clearly things haven't brightened up at CNN on day two of the Republican National Convention 2020. And he's got a picture of Wolf Blitzer, uh, Jake Tapper, I think Dana Bash, and I don't know who the other lady is, but they all just look glum. They all look glum. Wait till November 3rd, evening of may take morning of November 4th. I don't know. Uh, this is Lady, Lady Liberty Loves President Trump. That's her handle. It's a mouthful, I know, but she tweets, the RNC convention is filled with patriotism and boasts the Americans who make this the greatest nation on earth with violent mobs rampaging in cities coast to coast. Vice President Pence gives a strong law and order message. It's no wonder President Trump's numbers are up. Here, here, Lady Liberty, that is absolutely right. Pence gave an amazing speech, and it is the reason why the numbers are doing so well for President Trump, how he, he can have an increase in numbers over 
the Democratic na- during the Democratic National Committee convention. So, uh, if you're not following James Woods on Twitter, by the way, please please do. If you're on Twitter, if you're not on Twitter, I guess that would explain why you're not following James Woods. Otherwise, I can't imagine why you are not. Please follow James Woods because he is absolutely a beast on Twitter. All right, this one from Lucy Knows. She put up a meme, and here's the meme. Put $1,000 in cash in an envelope and mail it to yourself. If you don't have the guts to do it, you better vote in person come November. Absolutely. What a fantastic way to put it. Because if you're not comfortable doing that, how can you be comfortable with mail-in ballots? All right, this from Donald Trump Jr. He tweeted, Biden equals plane loads of cash to nations like Iran. The plane my father sent, question mark, that plane was on a different mission. An airstrike to take out the head of Iran's terror machine who plotted the deaths of Americans. That is a quote from Richard Grinnell, who gave a speech on day three of the Republican National Convention. And you got to hear it again. This is what Richard Grinnell said. Um, That plane, this is the plane that Donald J. Trump sent to Iran. That plane was on a different mission, an airstrike to take out the head of Iran's terror machine who plotted the deaths of Americans. That would be uh, Baghdadi, I think is the guy's name, that the Democrats said was going to start another regional war. Yeah. What, and this is such a great point because what did the Biden's administration do? And yes, I know it's the Obama administration, but Biden was part of his VP. They sent over a boatload of cash to the Iranians. We killed one of their leading terrorists who was also their top general. And the left went apoplectic about it, saying that it was going to cause another Mideast war. And it didn't. It didn't. Nothing happened because the Iranians are nothing. They don't have anything. And there's a story recently I talked about a couple weeks ago or last week, how they built a mock aircraft carrier and sank it in their one of their gulfs to show their strength and uh, whatever they were trying to show against the world, the Western world. And it sank in their gulf, blocking other ships from getting in and bringing in supplies. <laughs> so the Iranians are fools. So anyway, uh, this is from uh, Denise Coyle, and Denise got, has it spot on, talking about Jacob Blake shooting. Just makes you wonder, what was he reaching for in the car? Why did he take his knife to the home? Hmm. Where he knew he had a restraining order causing 911 to be called. Once again, the truth will only come out once the city has burned to the ground. Denise is absolutely right. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes, and Jacob Blake just won him a stupid prize. He's paralyzed for life and most likely is going to go to jail. Uh, This one, I mean, it's kind of tongue-in-cheek, but it really is kind of sad. The Last Refuge tweeted, Louisiana Democrat governor requires masks and social distancing during hurricane rescue and relief efforts. Okay, little backstory to this. You know, they got a hurricane heading to Louisiana. The governor is uh, just put out that he's keeping the state in uh, phase two of the shutdown, which is requiring people to wear masks, uh, and there's a hurricane coming. And he makes this announcement. A hurricane is coming. So technically, 
if you do assist in the relief efforts, if the hurricane is bad, technically you're violating the governor's order. Whether well, that means violating the law, I don't know. But technically what it means is you're violating the governor's order and they could act upon it. Now, they're not going to. You know that. But it just shows you the ridiculousness of Democrat leaders. A hurricane's coming down on his state and he announces they're staying in phase two of the pandemic. Unbelievable. Gosh. Now, this is one of my absolute favorite persons on Twitter, uh, Kel, Kels Belza, and that's at K-E-L-L-Z-B-E-L-L-Z-Z-A-H. Absolutely love Kel. She is absolutely a wonderful person. If you're not following her, I don't understand why. If you're not on Twitter, I understand why you're not following her. But if you're on Twitter, I don't know why you're not following at Kels Belza. Anyway, she tweets, like, why doesn't the federal government have these numbers already? Duh, it was a pandemic, supposedly. And here's what she's tweeting for. Justice Department orders Democrat governors to hand over nursing home death data. She's absolutely correct. So why doesn't why don't they have this already? Why didn't the federal government have it? Well, the states don't have to release these numbers, but it's a good point. So this is the, uh, on top of that story I told you about where the Department of Justice is starting to ask about these specific states that governors sent coronavirus infected people to nursing homes, which resulted in people's deaths. So is the federal government doing this just to play games? I don't know, but it, it it's obviously going to cause a story and it's obviously going to rile up the left because they love Governor Cuomo. Governor Cuomo's a horrible governor, by the way. I mean, just horrible governor. He gave a horrible presentation at the Democrat convention. And during his presentation at the Democrat convention, this is where the Democrats realized they forgot to turn off the comments portion and the online streaming part. And all these people were commenting. And you saw it on the screen next to Cuomo, if you're watching it online, not on the mainstream media or on the, uh, the networks, but online, they forgot to turn off the comments and they were hilarious. So... Uh, anyway, Bette Midler, did you hear Bette Midler? Oh God, this woman. I mean, if you once liked Bette Midler, stop, don't like her anymore. She, um, she commented after Melania's speech, and I'm not even going to bring up the full quote. I'll just paraphrase it. She basically said that she still can't speak English. I mean, just absolutely ridiculous. What a horrible person. And somebody made the comment. I can't remember who, and I'd love to give credit to the person that said this, but it's so true, is Bette Midler wishes she were Melania Trump. Melania Trump does not and will never wish she was Bette Midler. Bette Midler is nothing more now than an, a has-been hack actor who thinks she has a voice. And it's just sad when these actors do this kind of thing because, you know, you'll have a favorite actor, an actor you like, and all of a sudden they do something like this and you're like, oh, gosh, how can I ever watch that person again? I mean, because, you know, I, I just never understand actors who come out with their political beliefs for all to see, even on the right, even if you're a right, uh, they should just keep it to themselves because we don't pay them to tell us their political beliefs. And yes, we pay them. We, we are their, their customers. And these idiot actors and singers come out and they give us their political beliefs and they, and if, if you're on the hard right or you're on the right and they come out on the hard left or left and you don't, and you look at them and you go, I don't need to hear this from you. I don't need you telling me what I need to think. I need you just entertain me. 
You get paid well to entertain me. I'm not paying you at all to tell me your political beliefs and tell me that maybe mine are wrong. I'm paying you to entertain me. I just don't get actors and musicians that do that. I just, and you know, that and, uh, it's always perplexed me. They are a brand. And you know what's funny is you never see the young and upcoming ones do it because the ones that are young and upcoming, well, they need jobs. So they realize they're a brand, but then when they get up there and they make a ton of money, then all of a sudden they start spewing their nonsense. Like Bette Midler. How much, I mean, I guess her career's over so she could just spew her nonsense. So she deserves to be attacked back. Melania Trump allegedly speaks five languages. You hear a lot of people say that, that Melania Trump speaks five languages, but then you hear the left slam her like she was at some conference and needed a French translator. And allegedly she speaks French. So if Melania Trump, she's from another country, so and she speaks English, and there's two languages we know. And I guarantee you she probably does know some of other languages. Definitely probably three more she can get by. I have no doubt that she could speak five languages, but the left continuously attacks Melania Trump just because it's Donald Trump's wife, orange man bad, anything and everything they could. Anyway, that's it for today's podcast. Uh, we've got one more night of the conventions, and then uh, the election is in full bore. Uh, we got less than three months and we are going to be at the polls. Will it be mail-in ballots? You know what? If you're in one of those states that does mail-in ballots, yes, it will be. Because here's the little dirty secret. Under the Constitution of the United States of America, states get to dictate how we vote for president. Not the federal government. The federal government has no say in it whatsoever. So if you're in a leftist state that does mail-in ballots, guess what? You're going to have mail-in ballots. But if you're in a conservative state, guess what? You're probably not going to have mail-in ballots. So me, I'm in the state of Georgia, the beautiful state of Georgia, the 13th colony of the 13 colonies. We will be voting in person. Anyway, thank you for listening to this episode of the PBL Podcast. Woody says, woof, of course, get over on to our, hey, that's Woody talking, our website, thepblpodcast.com. Click on our YouTube link and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Of course, check us out on all of our media platforms. Our handle is the PBL Podcast. Thanks for listening and have a great day.